circumstances, time, um, situations, space, nothing can restrict the the consistency of who God is. Yeah. Because he is who he says he is. Yeah. And You've seen I don't it. and nothing has tainted that for me. Sure. Hello, Wisdom and Wellness family. We are Today has been an interesting one. We've spent 46 minutes with today's guest just chit-chatting. And I feel like I don't know if we've got any conversation left. In case you're wondering, we are sitting with Dumelo Candice Modisele. She calls herself a new creation in Christ, which I absolutely love. In your bio, it's literally the first thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Storyteller, voiceover <laughs> artist, producer, and host of the Five Minute Call Show. Welcome, Mama. Yay. We've spoken Finally. about everything already. <laughs> we have. Yeah. But I don't think the chats will finish. Not I hope all. so. Yeah. Um, but let's get right into things. How how did your upbringing look like? How, how, who is Dumelo? Oh my gosh. How much time do you have? Um, so I was raised by an amazing woman. Yeah. Grace Motalepule Mudisele. Unfortunately, we lost my dad in 1997, very tragically. Mm. And as a result, she had to raise us on her own. Sure. So it was me. Uh, the youngest yeah. and then older four years older is Buntle and four years older than Buntle is Rafilwe so you're like right there yeah. like baby right. baby baby oh yeah yeah the last born yeah absolutely yeah. spoiled yeah spoiled yeah um and through that, we just formed a, view, a beautiful family dynamic. I mean, to this day, we have a family group called the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four? Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. And through, honestly, the Holy Spirit, my mom was able to raise us. Yeah. I think it's it's formidable that she put us through school on one stream of income sure. that we never lacked. What did she do? What did she um, do? So she, she's actually retired now. So she used to work Amazing. at Cricket South Africa. Yeah. And she grew. Uh, she started off, I think... As a receptionist, and then she became office admin, and yeah, ah, she, she well, knows she knows what she was doing. But all um, this while raising three girls by herself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I actually wanna recently on on Sunday we had like a youth conference, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the speakers, her lady was the name was Umobile. She spoke and spoke, and then she spoke about. Um, not having her father right but Mm. for her it was different it was in a sense of my father just never showed up in my life and then she met her dad two weeks before he passed away and now that has changed her relationship with how she sees men now for Mm. you your dad was in your life and you Mm. lost him at a very early age how Mm. has that affected your your Mm. childhood or impacted your 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 whole life and your relationships what a good question um, I mean, my father passed when I was two. Yeah. So to even say that I have a reference point of what it means to have a father figure in my life, I can't really say I have that. Sure. And it's not to invalidate the two yeah. years that I was blessed to have him in my life. Yeah. But I was more used to not having him than actually having him. Sure. So I don't know what that lack really feels like, especially because my mom filled every void. Mm. And it doesn't mean that just because she was super mom, that there wasn't that natural thing of not being raised yeah. by a father. Yeah. Uh, because we also like to do this thing on, on Father's Day. Happy where we say, Father's Happy Day, Father's to, Father's my Day mother, to my yeah. mom. Yeah. And yeah. I used to do that for many years, but I've also just become very aware that, gee, I actually grew up without a dad. I think it was this year where I got a little bit teary-eyed and I was like, he's not going to see me get married. Sure. I was like, oh, hectic. Yeah. So for the yeah. most of your life, you never really no. thought about it. And, and mom never remarried either. So there was that sure. there was that natural sadness of loss, but even then, I didn't realize the the warped relationship I had with grief. Yeah, because the the greatest loss and the most and the deepest, closest, most profound loss in my life is one that I also never understood. Sure, I was two years old. Yeah, you know, and all I knew is that dad was there, and then dad wasn't, was and not. then it's just the four of us. So that's all I knew. That's sure. all I knew, and as a result, 
every time I lost someone, it was just like, okay, oh. they're gone. And then I kind of move on. Sure. But now that I'm old enough, like it's, it sits with me deeply. Things. Like grief, grief is crippling. Yeah. It's very crippling for me. So the relationship that I've had with grief, the relationship that I've had with men, yeah. you know, having to form uh, from the ground up relationship with what the dynamic of being loved by a man yeah. and loving, consciously loving a man looks like. Yeah. Yo, it's, 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 it's quite twisted, but I'm, I'm grateful that with years of therapy and just the grace and compassion that I've extended towards myself, mm. um, I think I'm really proud of, of the, the woman that I am today. I consequent think, to that. I think that's why, um, I wanted to get into the conversation with you because on Sunday, um, when the sermon was being preached, when she was sharing her story, I realized, and, and she related it, that she even struggled with her, you know, in church we get in and they say, what a loving father. Yo. And she, yeah. And so for me, I mean, I grew up with my father and my father was very present and mm-hmm. father is very present and very loving and supportive. So when... It's what a loving father. I get mm-hmm. it. And you don't consider that actually majority of people don't grow up with a loving father, be it mm-hmm. because the father just didn't, was just not present or yeah. circumstances, tragic circumstances. And so she then shared with one, she can't relate to men. It's hard to relate to men. Yes. Two, hard to relate with this concept that God is a loving father. Yes. So for you, how has that unfolding happened? Especially because for you, it's more normal to not have a father than not. This year, I think, has been very crucial in revealing God's character to me. Okay. And maybe I don't gender God's character. Ah. I, I think I, I subconsciously don't go, God, you're a loving, loving you, You're loving God. You're a loving yeah, father. Yeah. And even then, because I, I, I have an open playing field, I, perhaps I'm also privileged enough to go, because I don't have a reference point of father, mm. I can make you everything. Sure. Sure. I can make you a gentle father. Sure. Because yeah. I experience your yeah. gentleness. Yeah. Yeah. I can call you know. a kind father yeah. because I've experienced your kindness, your sovereignty, your goodness, your 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 majesty. I can do all of that. And I can't imagine what it's like for people who have experienced fathers mm. who have hurt them deeply. Mm. And for that reason, they can't associate God with being a loving father. Mm. Now I have a blank template. Oh, I have so you get I to- have a I have the canvas and I go, okay, okay. kind. Oh, I've experienced this, so therefore you are. Okay. And you are who you say you are, Lord. Yeah. And circumstances, time, um, situations, space, nothing can restrict the the consistency of who God is. Yeah. Because he is who he says he is. Yeah. And You've seen I don't it. and nothing has tainted that for me. Sure. That's he, a beautiful he, like I said, like I say a lot, his reputation precedes him. Yes. His so reputation. he was he was before his reputation was. Sure. I love that. Mm. Did your mom introduce Christ in your life from a young age. I know I was speaking. I know you yeah. uh, to to Rory Sang, and she <laughs> yeah. was like, "Oh, mom was the Bible study kind of mother. What yeah. kind of mother did you did you no. have?" My mom was. It was more the praying mom. Okay, and even then, it was, and and I think a lot of us can relate to that kind of thing where it's, I I, I witnessed her, but I wasn't mm. active. Okay. So I so let's I, break that so, down. Don't yeah, move on yeah, fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? So 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 I watched her pray. Yeah. But I didn't. Okay. Oh, I I I prayed. But you it's know, just like I prayed. Like, yeah, thank I went the Lord. to church. So I was like the like you know you just kind of passively go yeah, along like the journey. The box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was really just. Actions. I like that passively go along the journey. I, I was very passive. Mm. I was very passive, and 
Um, and even then, she was very new in Christ when my father had passed on. Sure. So it, it, as much as like, you know, you grow up in a particular environment, her, her parents were super strict mm. and very devout Christians. Mm. Born again, they knew who they were. They were serving in the church. They were active in the church. They were leaders. Yeah. And, they were, and their positioning in society was directly associated with their service. Christianity, yeah. And Christianity, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. But even so, even as a child, like you're, okay, so I go to church. I do this, I do that. And... That's, That's as far it. as it goes. Yeah. But, as, as, but to say that we are developing our own individual idiosyncratic relationship with Christ, I never really did that until now. Sure. Like, this is the first time, this is the first season in my life that I can say that I am developing my, I am, I'm on my, my journey. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, I'd start off about five years ago because mm. then I stopped going to church and there's nothing that my mom could do to make me go. And yeah, you're was, an adult now. You pay yeah, your yeah. own bills. Yeah, like, even, you get to decide. As a teen. Yeah. As a teen. Sure. As a teen, I, I'm like, I'm doing homework. I'm doing schoolwork. Yeah. Because it's like, ah, oh, church. Oh. Again, yeah. Again, yeah. here we go. Yeah. yeah. But once you receive the Holy Spirit yeah. and you just love being there, you love praise, you love worshiping, you love, you love having your spirit edified. You, there's, there's no level of, uh, you, my mom can't stop me from going yeah, to church. Like, no, now. you're dragging everyone to church, yeah. Oh, no, no, literally, yeah. I'm, dra- I'm dragging everyone, everyone yeah. their mama, their cats, their fish, their shoes, we're all going. Yeah, we're when did, going. how did you, when did that transition almost happen? And this conversation is important because I know, well, f- for me... <sighs> I, I, I almost want to call myself an outlier because mm. I served in church. So yeah. whether I was going, I wasn't dragged there because I was serving. So I knew that mm-hmm. on Sunday, on, on Wednesday, there's I'm singing mm. at the at the at, at Sal meeting. Thursday's rehearsal. So yeah. I was at church. Um, but like what you say with the relationship thing for me, it also started only at like 21. It's like you have a relationship, but then you only really identify yes. it later. And so I think a lot of people, we stay there and it's not an age thing. It's a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. So for you, when did, when did that transition happen where you just like, hmm, actually I need more? It's come in seasons. It mm. definitely has come in seasons. Um, I do recognize that when I first started attending the church that I attend, Every Nation, yeah. which was previously his people, mm. a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm, I'm introducing you to my church. You should come through. I'm going to invite you and, you know, let's, let's go let's praise go. and worship. Yeah. And by then, I hadn't gone to church for years. Like, I'd go every now and then. I'd Easter. go on Easter. <laughs> Christmas. One thing I'm going to do is go on Easter. Easter. Yeah, you have to go on Easter. I even went to the crossover service yeah. going into the new year. And even so, everyone is praying and I'm just passively going along. Sure. Just like, okay, okay, cool. And, and I even othered myself. Sure. Like, sure. yeah, yeah, I'm Christian. But. But, yeah. like, that's, that's, that's for it's y'all. Them, that's yeah. what you guys do. Wow. Um, and I realized in hindsight that I'd othered myself or mm. I'd isolated myself from that. Uh, but then, you know, and, you know, do you love to my friendly Siba? Thank you. Because that, that changed my life completely. Mm. Uh, because I found myself in that place. And for, for where I am now, or maybe where I've been in the past year, where that thirst and that hunger yeah. um, was far more apparent. And one of my favorite quotes is that there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of man. There's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of man. There's a hole sure. that we all have. Yeah, that, and be- that only God can fill. can fill it. That only God can fill. Sure. And that became a lot clearer to me. And, you know, it's something that I'd said in, a, in another interview that, yo, 
I was very worldly. Woo. And you know, you 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 go out. Yeah. You, you engage in, in certain conversation that you can feel the heaviness. Yeah. Like, like the, the Holy Spirit is convicting you that moment, yeah. but you don't know what it is. But yeah. you know you, you know something is yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, you know you go home feeling emptier. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're more fatigued sure. being around certain people. Sure. Um it's draining. And there's that disapproval. And you just yeah. don't know where it comes from. Yeah. When it's like or maybe I'm outgrowing certain yeah. people, outgrowing certain yeah. places and, and and trends and ways of being yeah. and certain behaviors that yeah. can no longer relate to me. And it's like, no, no, no. It's, it's not that it doesn't relate to you. Yeah. It's that it's, it's the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. I actually said um, my prayer every day mm. is Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Come from oh, this, this place. place. My and heart. fill the atmosphere. And fill the atmosphere. Yes. And then, um, and this, I made this realization this year. And then I'd go to places and that feeling you're talking about, that coldness, that discomfort, I'd feel it, and then I want to ignore it. And then it hit me that one time, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I invite you every single day, mm. and then I take you to places you don't want to be in. Ooh. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's it, the, the certain places that everybody thinks in their head, mm-hmm. but just being certain around certain environments doesn't make it a bad environment, but yeah. for you and your Holy Spirit, and yes. the Holy Spirit, it's a bad environment. Yes. And we invite the Holy Spirit, and then when Holy Spirit wants to convict it's like nope not today do it somewhere else and also because semantics is very important Mm. in how we label it are we saying is is it a kingdom label or is it a worldly label because then you say no i just feel a little bit self-conscious being here no no you're not self-conscious it's the holy spirit oh i'm feeling a little bit anxious i i'm I'm a little bit anxious being around these people no because now we make sure. it a flesh thing. We go, yeah, we go, yeah it's I about don't feel, me. I don't feel like I should be here. Sure. No, it is the Holy Spirit and acknowledge the Holy Spirit for what it is. Sure. And that's why we should read the word more. Yeah. That's why we should pray more. That's Spend why we should listen time. more yeah. and find times of stillness so yeah. that when it is the Holy Spirit, you will know. You will know, yeah. And you don't misinterpret things because also that misinterpretation is what keeps us there. Sure. Because then we go, I'm anxious. And then you get 10 other people that say, oh, no, no. Me and then too. people tweet about how anxious they get around yeah. certain places. It's not anxiety. It is the Holy Spirit. Sure. And, and acknowledge the Holy Spirit for what it is. Sure. <laughs> that, that, that's me talking to myself, by the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. Because like you said, we, we, we make it a fleshy thing. We make it an us thing. But really yeah. is when we spend that time, we need, uh, this is a scripture I want to say. Um, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Yes. And the only way we can know his voice is if we spend time with him. It's like with sheep and, and they, they won't respond to just anybody walking around, but mm-hmm. it's the voice that they're used to, the voice that they spend the most time the to. Character and they can, the, the character of that voice. Mm-hmm. voice. So now being in the industry you're <laughs> in, we're in, um, yours is a little more extended, um, yeah. entertainment, acting, we know that there's a whole lot of mm. influences and, and like you said, sometimes you, sh- you just shouldn't be in a space. So how have you mm. been able to cultivate that without othering other people who don't have the same belief as yours? Because I think I'm very aware of that, that in as much as I'm confident and I wear my Jesus on my sleeve, mm. I don't want to other Mm. Other people make them feel like they're less than just because I, I, I have my belief. The first command that we're given as people is to love God yeah. and to love others. Mm. When you begin to love others and other others, and even the mere fact of calling them others, when you start to do that, yeah. we disqualify them from God's love. Sure. Because we were once them. Mm. We mm. were once ignorant. Mm. We were once, and I'm not saying ignorant and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying ignorant means you're foolish. Yeah. 
but ignorant means the lack of insight on mm. in something. So mm. they may not have the revelation of who that Christ you is. Have. Yes, yes. And I'm privileged yes. to have that revelation. Mm. And I cannot when I keep myself rooted in the privilege of what it means, I will never place myself above someone else. Sure. When I acknowledge that mm. yo, God, mm. you would leave the 99 and pursue the one. Just me, yeah. How who am I for you to be so mindful of me? Lord, why would you choose me? Yeah. Even in the midst of an industry that is v- deeply like, you know, eroded and there's so many things going on, the fact that Muduma Are, I'm not going to leave you there. Yeah, I see you. I'm not going to leave you there. I'm not going to allow you to, to I'm not going to allow the world to taint you. Yeah. I'm pulling you right up. Yeah. And he snatched me. He snatched me when I was everything that I wanted. That you know, you get to a place, and I'm sure you can relate. You get to a place where you see what the template is. Yeah. You go, this is what the template of success is, yep. right? I need to These are the walk steps. like this. These are the posts I need to post. Yeah. These are the conversations I need to carry myself. These are the people that I need to be associated with. Yeah. The places I need to frequent. And how it's I need clear. to carry myself. This yeah. is what I need to do. Yeah. And once I do that, and I did that, and I was so unfulfilled. Yeah, I And know I got that. to a place. I, I know that. To, I got to a place where yeah. everyone is going... Oh, Candice, you're grinding up. Yeah. You're killing it. Yeah. No, Candice, you're working inside, it's like, inside, I'm like, I haven't achieved anything meaningful. Oof. And that's how I felt. At the beginning of this year, I felt like a fraud. It's crazy to feel like a fraud where yeah. people are applauding you for the things that you're doing well. And it's like, but what is it? Child, are you in my heart? Are you in my oh. life? <laughs> no, literally. And I think I shared briefly on this last year that that template thing. And, you mm. know, I think you get to a certain space, whatever career space you're in, where it's almost like you're invited to follow that template. So it's no longer you begging to get in. It's like you're invited and it's clear. Let's and then you start, yeah, and then you start following. But slowly it's like you lose yourself. And it took me saying, God, it's somehow you gave me the things I thought I wanted so I could realize what I actually really need. Do you want to have a conversation? Let's talk. Let's talk. Because it's something that I thought about yesterday. Mm. I remember when I was driving, I can't remember what song I was listening to. But it's, and I, I think it's something that we become subject to, especially as women within the industry. Yeah. Uh, influencers, entertainers, artists. Yeah. We want to be picked so badly. Yeah. We want to make it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> We want to go to that event. Mm-hmm. We want that PR kit. Yeah. We want them. Yeah. And the minute you get excluded, it feels like primary school again. Sure. Where you didn't make it to the picked. team. Yeah. Yeah. What's and wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the nature of the society that we live in. We live in a rewards-based system. Yeah. That if you perform right, will give you will get rewarded. Yeah. If you carry yourself a particular way, if you're desirable in this particular manner, there are rewards for all of these things. Hmm. And we need to get to a point where we are okay with relinquishing that. Sure. When we're okay with saying, I'm actually going to stay home. Thanks yeah. for the invitation, but I'm, yeah, I am okay. going to stay home. Yeah. And this nature of having to perform for our industry. Sure. Like we constantly want to perform. It's so exhausting yeah. because my face must be beat a certain yeah. way. My hair must be laid a certain yeah. way. I need to be seen. I need to book my photographer to come to this thing so that it's when the event is job, over, you're not even when getting paid for. When, that, yeah. when this event is over, I'm posting. And I'm not invalidating the work yes. that goes into it because yeah. we, we do get to a place where we want brands to see us as worthy. Yeah, yeah. As I can bet on you. Yeah. You're, you're the horse I can bet on. 100%. We want to be the horse yes. that, that 
brands can bet on, that that um, broadcasters, yeah. commissioning editors, that producers go, I see what you've done because it is also part yeah. of the work. I think it's. I think what I'm trying to get from you is that it's important, but we cannot. We cannot tied to our identity. We cannot place and that's our value what, on that. Yes, and that's what's starting to happen because like I realize when we're on we're, when we're on holiday, right? And maybe I'm I'm not taking pictures or anything and I see adults and other people busy fussing over contents and I realize wow the world we're living in now, like I'm so excited to take a break from this creating because it's what I do for a living. But now so many people have fallen in the system of everything has to be recorded. Sometimes I literally say, you know, you don't have to post. I post so much because it's my job. If I could choose otherwise, I probably You know, we could have started this interview and I could have taken a picture of this water, you know, and and then I could be like, clarity is clear to see posted. (laughs) Yeah. Because everything is content. Yeah. Everything is content. And... While when it is part of your job, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, I think it was a post or something I'd seen that even when you're not creating, you're still an artist. Sure. Even when you're not posting, you're, you're still, still a content artist. creator. Yeah. yeah. You don't, don't have to be validated to vali- by showing. Always. Yeah. It's not yeah. about the show and tell. But it also shows the lack of faith. Sure. That when I step away from Instagram, is God still working? Yeah. Because when we're doing things in our own strength, it's like, you feel I like, need to post, I need to show up, I need to prove, I, I, I. There's a conversation, I don't know if you know Tim Ross. Um, I know He's a podcast yes. and he had a conversation with Dante. Dante was one of the leads in Maverick City. And oh, he was. Oh. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> but he's gone solo now. Yeah. He's, in a, he's really in a good place, but things got mm-hmm. really messy and mm-hmm. very publicly. But in the podcast, he was so vulnerable in saying that, he actually believes he was. He started working in his own strength, and he could show up. But mm. it's just like it's exhausting when you're showing up in your own strength <laughs> when you're no longer doing what God asked you to. And the thing is, God doesn't take away the yeah. gift. God will never ever take away a gift. He will never ever take away. He will never take away what He's given you. Mm-hmm. However, He's not a forceful God, so He won't be like, "No, get out of there." But He will sit back and say, "Okay, you'll let me know when you're ready." And in our own strength, it's exhausting. It's that you have to prove yourself. With him, there's mm-hmm. no proving. Mm-hmm. Remind me of something that I posted just yesterday. And I said that when you start to worship the gift and not the giver, the gift becomes an idol. Oof. And eventually God has to humble you. Eventually. Yeah. And that happened with me within my industry where achievement, 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 accolades, yes, yeah. boom, books, yeah. booked and busy. Yeah, booked, booked and busy, busy. blessed, balanced, all of those things. <laughs> yeah. But where was my time for God? Hmm. And it's that little thing where, and, and you know, I have to drag all of us. Mm. It's that thing where you sleep and say, God, thank you. And then and you go, good night. Boom. Yeah. There's no and more intimacy. There's no more relationship. It's zero. just get up and go. Reading the word? Sure. Zero. And, and, and <laughs> taking a post or, or um, uh, screen grabbing something <laughs> and posting on your story is not yeah. reading the word. Yeah. You're outsourcing your faith. Sure. You or just going on Instagram and going. I'm Amen. just gonna go and I'm gonna find. <laughs> yeah, motivation. Quick motivation. Scripture. Yeah, that's not relationship. And, and we're also called to meditate on the words. Yeah, think on it. Focus when, on it. Focus on it. Yeah. You know, one of my good friends had had said to me that a, a cow has. They say a cow has four stomachs. Yeah. But it's basically the process of how cows um, digest food. That okay. From this one to this one to this one to this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, biologically, but that's how we should be. Sure. Consuming the word, yeah, at four times a day. Sure, you go. I'm reading the word. Mm. I'm meditating on the word. Mm. I am possibly um, 
exercising the word, yes. if it's something that you can exercise within mm-hmm. that day, then I'm going back to the word again. And you need to do that. Yeah. What's your word for the day? Yeah. What's your memory verse? What yeah. are we, but it's that thing again where we are in churches where you read the word. Even a, a post that I'd seen on Instagram, Maria was saying that one of the biggest mistakes that we've made as Christians is turning the church into what it is today. Mm. The modern day church is that we sit there passively. Mm. We listen to what the pastor has mm. to say. We listen to their revelation. Mm. We listen to 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 their faith. We yeah. out, we're outsourcing. Yeah, yeah. We're that's outsourcing. what Kirk Franklin said. He said um, they asked him on the breakfast show, and he said, mm. um, and respectfully, it was like, um, so Kirk, how do you feel when? Um, People ask, I think, I can't remember the question exactly, but how do you feel mm. when people respect you so much and ask you to pray for them, etc.? And he said, you know, um, I will do it and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you see God in me. But the problem with today or the problem that he sees is that mm. people now start thinking that this God only speaks to me. And that's not true. This The same prayer I'm going to say for you, you can actually say it for yourself, but you yes. just have to believe it. And I think yes. what he was saying is that we want other people to do the work. So we want, mm-hmm. I want you to go and do the seeking, the spending time with God, Intercede. the saying no to this, to mm-hmm. say yes to God, so that you can come to me and say, God says, but I can actually have my own word from God by just taking my own time and doing the work. But we are a lazy generation who want other people to get the revelation from us instead of spending the time to get the revelation. Oh, certainly. We will sit and yeah. we will wait. Yeah. But even even today on, on the Bible app, it, was, it says waiting well. Mm. There was something about waiting well. Mm. So even when you're waiting for that revelation, and is it Habakkuk 2 verse 3, where for the revelation is for an appointed yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> Uh, and though it may linger, uh, wait. Yeah. For it will not prove false. Yeah. Something along. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, paraphrasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm par- paraphrasing. Write the vision down. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yes. Like, the answers will come, eh? Yeah, but we have to wait. But we have to wait. Time. But then we have to wait well and yeah. wait actively because yeah. you can't. I, I know I've said the word passive quite a lot, yeah. but we can't just be casual about the things of Christ anymore. Sure. We can't afford to do that. If 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 you have any sense of I don't even want to say logic because the supernatural far supersedes logic. Mm. Like <laughs> it, it's like what you even said about doing things in your own strength. Mm. We know what it's like to do things. Mm. In our, we've done things in mm. our own strength. Mm. But but, no, but <laughs> even at my hundred percent, I'll never be my best. Sure, it, my best is does not even have it doesn't amount. it doesn't it doesn't come close. But when I partner with the Holy Spirit, logic, magic, logic, or sharp, I can come forward with the best kind of logic with motivation, or, but when the Holy Spirit fills the gaps. It's a different kind. It's a, a different, different kind, kind of victory. Sure. Different kind different. of victory. How's your relationship with, with self, with your identity? And mm. I ask this because you have two beautiful sisters who are doing mm. well in their own rights in the entertainment industry, yeah. and you're the last one, and you come in. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to say you almost have to prove, but mm-hmm. I can imagine being constantly compared to, oh, your sister... But how yeah. is your relationship with self and your identity? I mean, in the beginning, it was it was difficult, and not consciously so. I think I, I I don't imagine I imposed the kind of pressure on myself that I have to be like. Yeah, I just knew that I had to carry the baton well. That I had sure. to I had to represent the home that I come from, sure. and my mom's. He said that even outside of the entertainment industry, when you go wherever to school, you go, yeah. wherever you go, know that you're carrying the Mudisele name. Wherever you go, know that mm. you're leaving these four walls and you are representing my teachings. Sure. That when people look at children, they don't go, that child is disobedient. Mm. More often than not, they go, they, they weren't raised well. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, who raised them? Who raised them? Yeah. And I can say that for a lot of people right now. <laughs> you know, adulting will show you that people were raised differently. Yeah, I'm just like, what? What? Why, did, why, why you can't you say? Why, why don't, don't you, you say please? please? Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hectic. Mm. Yeah. Um, my relationship with self has has blossomed in okay. a very beautiful way, and perhaps it's the room that I've given myself to have a better relationship with validation. Okay. Um, I spoke about the performative nature yes, of what yes. we do, yeah. the reward system, that I placed so much of my value on how well I was performing mm. at things academically. Mm. Even like, I'd be really hard on myself when it's like something as simple as an interview. Sure. It'd be like, oh my gosh, did I say the right things? Like, oh. yeah. I remember leaving a podcast interview that I was doing and it was like a beautiful feature that we were doing with Netflix, Never Late African Time. And I'd left that and I called my sister and was crying. This was like a year or two ago. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, you walk away from it and you're like, oh, okay, bye. Thank bye. You. Yeah. Thank you guys. Oh, okay. See you guys. And I walked and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't think I, yeah. I don't think I did, I did Didn't well. well. Yeah. And that was such a very tough place for me to be in that I had no grace for myself. Sure. Relatable. It's like. You could, and there's, there's that knowing that I could have done something better. Yeah, yeah. But showing up as yourself, like just showing up as yourself and feeling like even in that I was inadequate. Yeah, sure, sure. Feeling like inadequate, inadequate by showing up as yourself. You know, wow. it, even, it, even, it even reminded me of a conversation that I had with, with my pastor, Pastor Greg. And I was telling him that I was struggling to pray. Mm. And he was like, you're a lot like... Like people, people like us are very similar mm. because we want to do everything diligently. Yeah, like even in our prayer. Yeah, you must say the right. I must words. even process my prayer. Is it seven minutes or have seven? I gone under seven? Absolutely. Minutes? Am I telling the story, <sighs> Lord? Are you getting the beginning? Because remember, I'm starting with thank you, and then after that, I'm being yes. vulnerable, and then yes. yeah, yeah. And then he said, "You're not struggling to pray. You're struggling to be vulnerable." Ooh. I said, "Drag me, <laughs> drag us all to filth." And I and I promise wow. you. I went home. I didn't go to my bed. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't go to my bedroom. I didn't. I sat on the steps, and I just burst into tears. And suddenly, prayer came. Yeah. Tongues. Yeah. Were falling from yeah. my. I was just like, okay, that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And circling back to the question that you yeah. asked, um, once I was able to. Leave the perfectionism. And even the conversation about perfectionism versus anxiety. Sometimes you're not being... Sometimes it's not perfectionism. Sometimes you're just really anxious that you're not going to do what you you think you're capable of doing. Um, But once I've started... Once I've placed all of these things in their rightful place... And I've put God first. I think it's changed everything. Sure. Um, The relationship that I have with validation and knowing when when to be still yeah yeah knowing when it's okay to leave a conversation yeah setting hard boundaries <laughs> that's a conversation yeah. and and unapologetic yeah. boundaries yeah, that say, no, i can't do that and i can't be there yeah. and you're not being mean and you know and i don't need to qualify my mm-hmm. no i don't need to tell you that Hey friend, I can't take your call because I'm busy. No, I'm actually not doing a single thing. That's just but oh, by by standard of doing things, yeah. I'm not doing anything that looks like it's of value. Yeah. I'm sitting here. Yeah, spending time with I'm me. I'm drinking tea. Yeah. I'm reading a book. Yeah. 
I'm on my Bible app. I'm Please free scrolling on Instagram because I think that's freeing people. Yeah. I wanted to touch back on vulnerability and the vulnerability has been key for me. Mm. You know, when they ask people, please give us your tips for success. And da, 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 da. <laughs> my tip for success is literally vulnerability. And I've been doing speaking engagements for some time now. Mm. And I look at the times where I said to Brendan, and on Friday I had an engage, a speaking engagement and I didn't have the words for it, but we both understood. And I said, you know, when there's a time where you feel like it's no longer you, when your body has just left and it's just, it's like, I can't, when he said back the things I was saying, I was like, I don't, I can't think of those things, only the Holy Spirit. But that happens when you're open, honest, transparent, and mm -hmm. you're just like, whatever story of mine or whatever, um, if anything that has happened to me that you want to use God, it's not my story to keep. If you want to tell that story, Let's whether go. it looks makes me look silly or inadequate mm. or less perfect than I want to be, we're using that. And so every everywhere I go now, mm. in my work, in my conversation, I know that the way to success, success is measured differently, by the way. Yes. But the way to success for me is how vulnerable are you? And mm -hmm. you see it by how people start connecting with you. Like, oh, okay, me too, you too. You see me, I see you, and that is literally the gift. I'm sure you could not imagine the kind of reach that you have now because the kind of content that you provide and the kind of content that you bring to the table is not always topical. <laughs> no. We no. want to be savage. No. We want to do all of these yeah. things. And the minute you become the person that's taking the road less traveled and you are obedient yeah. to the call that God has on yeah. your life, like... You find comfort in that, but it's yeah. going to be challenged. It is challenging. And there's probably multiple things like, oh, you're so motivational. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I've received that as like, oh, Candace, scriptures again. It reminds <laughs> me of, of when Rory was saying, Jesus, yes, it's about Jesus, this, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, that. And I remember she, she was saying that we can be clear about every other agenda. Mm. We are selling this. We are partnering with this. this. Is the we are paid by this. Yeah. We are doing. So why can't I endorse that I am a Christ believer sure. and I'm an ambassador of the kingdom? Sure. Why can't I do and that? And be radical about that. And be radical. Hey, bo. If, if, hey, if I can, and I said this in another chat, I was like, if I could comfortably post about how many shots I took yesterday, yeah. who we're with, what songs we listened to, who's, which DJ was mixing, if I could do all of those things, why so why, why does it offend you? Yeah. Why should sure. it offend you sure. that I'm actually okay sure. with loving God out mm. loud? Hi, if I can love Groove out loud, if people can love Groove out loud, let me so love my I, God Let me love what I love out loud. Yes, yeah. with no apology. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this moment. You probably don't. But oh no, what did I do? No, you didn't do anything. The first time, I don't know if I can call it met you, but yes. the first time I saw you, it was years ago. I think it was 2015. Okay. You won't know this. You, I don't think you'll know this. 2015. Oh. And I think, wait, when did you graduate? I graduated 2015. Was it 2015? No, I graduated in 2016. 2016. Then it mm. was 2016 when I met you. Um, or around about there. We were mm. at a casting. I was doing castings. It was the first and the last, first and yeah, almost the last casting I did. And I was sitting behind you <laughs> in a queue, right? And you, don't be nervous. It's a good story. Oh, I was like, 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 I
Okay. It's a good story. And mm. I, I didn't know you. And you were sitting, you were in front of me in the queue and you were talking to either a friend or someone you met there. And I was just sitting there alone because it's my first one. I don't know how to act. <laughs> oh and God. all these girls are so pretty. And I'm just out here looking, you know. And um, and I remember you said saying to your friend, um, I was eavesdropping. And you said to your friend, I think my life's about to change. And you spoke about, I think, I don't know what you had just done with dance, but you were about to go on to your TV. And I don't remember the details of was that this, conversation. Was this at... Um it was in Oakland Park. Yes, in Oakland Park. Yes. yes. Oh my god. I was sitting behind you. And I didn't and I obviously didn't know you. I had no idea who you are, had no idea who your sister was. Afterwards, I think I went to go search who's her sister that they say she that she says she looks like, that everybody says she looks like dancing or what, what. And I remember you saying that this is what I remember, how much you, you were so confident that my life is about to change. And I left obviously not thinking Guti anything, but I just oh wanted god. to remind you of that moment because literally <sighs> Years later, here we are sitting, and from that moment, I think I've watched things change for you. Oh my goodness! Do you remember that moment? Of course. What was going on? I was with Kanye Nokwe, um, very good friend of mine. Yeah, like an older sister. She yeah. went to NSA, and she was one of the actresses that I really loved and revered. Yeah. And we were at this audition. I recall. I yeah. recall. I can't remember exactly what audition it was. Yeah. But like it was at Auckland Park, Saint Stephen's, Saint yeah. Stephen's, one of those streets yeah. there. Konalapunji. Yeah, Konalap. Yeah. Yeah. And it and, and it was would, packed. That day was. Packed. I was about to say. Yeah. They're literally like. Yeah. There's just we like so sardines. many of us yeah. there. And how difficult are those spaces? Yeah. I, Is that that's immediate what, comparison? That's when I knew that. <laughs> Commercials. <laughs> I'm <okay. laughs> Nah, nah. That's when I decided you I can't there, do it. And if, if ever you needed to compare yourself to people, that's like just that's the perfect the environment. Yeah, and everybody, like, then everybody, like, I didn't wear makeup. I still can't do my makeup properly. And so you can imagine how bland <laughs> I felt. Like, everybody's looking gorgeous. It's yeah. easy. Joba girl. And I'm just like, shucks i don't fit in here and it's the estate then it's the established girls and that was me 2013 yeah you get there and the worst thing is like the brief can be 18 to 25 yeah and, and i'm like 19 a, yeah i'm 19 looking yeah. 14 yeah so i'm getting there yeah, and then there's like, all oh, these nah, models nah. that you see on that coffee commercial <laughs> and these girls yeah and i'm just like hi why am i here yeah yeah i look so yeah. silly yeah yeah and i went through that for a long time but with that yo tv situation i remember coming back listen Got it. You've mm. got it. You've got well, it. You, had you just auditioned, or had you gotten the job I, already? No, so I, so I was um, due for callbacks. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. So yes, I yes. hadn't gotten booked yet, and they'd listed their their finalists. Oh my gosh! If I show you the picture, I have it. I have the picture. <laughs> yeah. Of um, we need we need you to send the picture. I, no. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Send the absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I said this at um, a masterclass that I was doing recently yeah. that. I am so grateful that God blessed me with two individuals, mm. Akumzi Jezile yeah. and Lumko Johnson. Yeah. Both of which were, they, they, they were so vital in that journey for me. Sure. Akumzi was a director and um, auditioned me at the time. Yeah. And Lumko was there just prompting me through everything. Sure. And they were rooting for my wins. Yeah. They were both rooting, rooting, rooting. And all I did was go through the process. Mind you, I'd been auditioning for years. Sure. So that casting that we were at to get yeah, uh, it, it of, was just business as usual. Yeah. Business as usual. Yeah. And I was not booking anything. Sure. I was not booking a thing. I didn't book commercial for three, four years. Sure. I wasn't booking a series. And you're just going a, almost every week. Everywhere. And then when Yo TV had come along, the first thing I said to my agent was, Absolutely not. 
I was like, hey, but why? <laughs> I had that, yeah. I, and I had that yeah. thought where I was like, well, well, 21 going on 22, and the cutoff age was 21. So I sure. just made it by a month. Because sure. had they done it a month later, I would have been 22. And if we're sure. looking at it realistically, I may have actually been 22. But sure. when I auditioned, I was 21. And my peers were 16. Sure. And if I was... So already, like, from the onset, you're, you don't qualify. Rahadi. <laughs> from the onset, <laughs> I'm the auntie. Got, yeah. But because I looked so young, yeah, I was yeah, youthful. Yeah. But I was also just really professional from yeah. the beginning because I was studying my honours. Yeah. When I joined YoTV, I was an honours student. Sure. And people come from a place where... I started YoTV when I was eight, when yeah. I was 12. Yeah. I started in my honours year. And that's the power of waiting. And that's the power of God's perfect timing because sure. I knew my life was about to change. Yeah. But if I looked at that opportunity and thought it was too small for mm. me, too insignificant mm. for someone like me... Because, yeah, we were, I was auditioning for soapies, yeah. for series and this. And then my agent was like, yo, TV. And I said, ma'am. You're missing the point. If yet. I have to be <laughs> yo, TV for three years, yeah. I'm going to leave when I'm 25. And that's sure. exactly what I did. Sure. And I honored that. I honored that. I was obedient. And it didn't look like obedience. Yeah, but It just looked like trying it out. Yeah. If you had to summarize that phase in your life, how would you summarize it? Which phase? That, that between the, the 22 to 25. 22 to 25? Yeah. Yo. That Yo! TV stage. If I had to summarize it in one word or just generally. However your heart, <laughs> whatever your heart desires, ma'am. Yo! I'm sure I interviewed Brendan. Brendan, didn't I interview on your TV once? I, probably, I think I made... I did! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small world, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, many, many years ago. Um... Oof. My time on Yo TV, it was it was school again. School. It was school. school. It was it, it, it. And the thing <clears> is, like people say, you could, you can graduate, but still not be educated. You know. True. Um, but God was just like, I'm gonna teach you. Child. God was working, cultivating. working, cultivating. Yeah. And He still is now. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also just glory. It yeah. was glory because. Even in my waiting, auditioning, yeah. auditioning, 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 and feeling like the doors were not opening. If anything, it felt like the walls were caving in. And sure. I was quarter to, my third year, uh, quarter to dropping out. I said, I'm good. I said, I'm good because what's the point of me auditioning? And, just, and what's the point of me uh, obtaining a degree in something that doesn't want me? Like this sure. industry has shown me it time and time again me. that I'm not built for it. Sure. And you know what was also very difficult? And it's, it's a conversation we were having about the comparison aspect. That w- I was also auditioning in a time where um, being racially ambiguous mm. was really popular. Mm. So now it's mm. like, it's, and, it, and it's weird because people will never have the conversation about colorism when it Because I fall in the spectrum of the desirable yeah. ones. Like, you yeah. know, Light when you skin. look like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're built like me, when you got a waist like me, or you yeah. don't got a waist, you know, yeah. all of those things. They're like, yeah. you don't struggle with things like this. I was walking into auditions and it's like, I don't have kinky curly hair. I'm not tall. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not all of these things. I'm actually short. And I felt too big and I felt too all of these things. Yeah. I, I felt like I was too much of a lot. Sure. And every single audition, every single commercial in that time, there was a very particular kind of yeah. look. Now, you, if you look at even the trends now, the look that, and I don't want to call it the look because yeah. it's, 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 it's the template well, now. Well, in, in the industry, it is the look. Yeah, yeah. The, look, the look is, is yeah. go next door. Yeah. Yeah. Being relatable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When are your natural hair? Well, whatever it is, yeah. as you are. That's what we want. But when I was stepping into the industry, 
Oh, different yo, story. Yo, yo. He actually spoke about it in, in, a, in another conversation that the kind of work or the kind of stories you want to tell in the acting field, it's mm-hmm. like you go and you get called in just for, we want to slay queen. We want... So how has been, <laughs> do you feel like you're over-sexualized and how does that affect you? Because now we live in a culture where we're celebrating that and it's like, yeah. oh, I want your waist. I want your, mm. I want to look like you do. But for you, you voice it out as this is actually standing in between me and my craft. Ooh, that, yeah. It's, it's been a difficult conversation. It certainly has been. Um, when I consider that, even from the beginning of the choice that I made in my career, yeah. I was like, I'm going to ch- choose all the kid roles. I'm sure. going to be a child for as long as possible because for that reason, I will not have to be sexualized. Sure. If I can just play a teenager and for three years, generations, Impilo the Scam, the films that I did, I just yeah, played just a, a teen. Yeah. And at the age of 25, then I said, okay, I'm more comfortable because I've earned my stripes. Yeah. Everyone knows what I can do. Yeah. And surely. Surely. My work speaks for itself. Yeah. You want a villain? I got you. Yeah. You, you, you want me to play a cat? Listen, meow. let's do it. I will transport. <laughs> meow, meow. Meow, meow. I yeah. got you on that meow. Let's go. And then I did Jiva. Yeah. And Jiva played the Slay Queen. Uh, and listen, it's not to say Slay Queen is a derogatory term. Because yeah. I know people could be like, oh my gosh, what are you trying to say about yeah, Slay yeah. Queens? But I played a Blessy. Yeah. You know? And um, the character wasn't innately sexualized. Because one thing that I also got as a criticism from the team... And the crew was like, thank you for humanizing the character. Because sure. if I didn't have the skill that I had, I would have just lifted her off paper and made her a caricature. Sure. Yeah. But I humanized her. I yeah. textured her. I was like, man, she's human too. She has wants, desires. She lacks in certain places. Yeah. She has her insecurities. And I brought that sure, in, that's out so of the important. character. She lacks in certain places. Because people think once you have the body or have the look, it's just like... Complete, no you more insecurities. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And even in the role that I was playing, I was like, yeah, Vuyiswa is going through it. Sure. No matter what it looks like, no matter what optics are saying, the RH she's driving, the cocktails she's drinking, no matter what. Yeah. She has a deep yearning for validation. She has a deep yearning for a sense of belonging. And that's why she's doing all of these things. Sure. Circumstances will force you into that place. Sure. And that's what, she, that's what her story was. Because I also knew the young women who are going to watch that story yeah. and want to feel represented. Yeah. Yeah. They want to feel represented. Yeah, I want my story to be told as is. Yeah. And it's a human story. Like, I don't tell... Stories on paper, I tell I tell human stories. Because sure. even if it is a character that's written, even if it's a character that's thought of, there was it an idea. It's a it, there's still there's still a reference point. There's a reference point, yeah. And it gets very frustrating when now because of that character that you play, then casting directors go, ah. "Oh, I want something similar." Ah. And that we one know goes, who to call. "Oh, we we know that she can play it well." And it's sure. like, I can, I can play it well, but I've played it already. Sure. And I and. I want to be challenged, yeah. Um, but I also know, and it's it's a conversation that I'd had with with someone from church as well. That even in the seasons where I'm not a working actress, mm-hmm. quote unquote working actress, I know that God right now has put me in my producer bag. Yeah, like I need the time to to make the work that He's blessed me with. Yeah, yeah. To use the voice that He's given me and the perspective and the wisdom that that He's bestowed upon me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that those things can't be equally exercised as an actress, but now God is like, okay, listen, so I'm going to send you this commissioning editor. I'm going to send you this executive producer. I'm sending all of these people, and he has. Yeah. And they're going to ask you what you're working on, and you must work. Sure. And now I'm working. Sure. 
and from the outside it goes, oh my gosh, oh, Candace is a failed actress. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, Candace has had to pivot because yeah. she's not a working actress. And it's like, no, That's not acting it. will always be there. In actual fact, I can produce my own work now and act in it and, and that, lead that and That is direct. actually the goal. The goal is ownership. The goal yeah. is, yeah, because, and it's almost a similar story for us, um, is that we if we if you're not going to be given the platform we realize that oh you can actually create your own platform and decide how it goes yes. bringing me to my almost last question <laughs> um from this and even as you s- speak about your acting mm-hmm. i know you said that if if god says to me acting is not this and and i recognize how much it means to you and how important mm-hmm. it is to you if god says acting is not for me mm-hmm. i am <laughs> okay to say okay way to lord mm-hmm. and i asked this because for me it was like that with with singing and i tell this a lot and it's important that i continue to tell it because people think oh mm. you just have your dream career and it's like no i had another dream and mm. that's just not how god wanted to use it at least now mm. in my season and now it's like wow god you know best this is way yes. more fulfilling so for you what got you to say if acting is not where you want to use me that's okay mm. <laughs> and are you really okay with God almost pivoting? Pivot, yeah. I, want, to, I don't want the Instagram answer. Me? I want the real. Me? Are you really okay with God saying, "Okay, I know you're gifted here. I know we thought this is what you thought this is what you're doing, but are you willing to sacrifice that to do what I'm asking you to do?" It's something I've prayed for fervently this year sure. and prayed about, like solidly, so. Lidly. So much so that the word that was spoken over me after my baptism is that I am called for life in evangelism, evangelism and ministry. Like that's, like ma'am, this, that's, <laughs> we see the acting, like, la, la, Good, like Ramon, sharp, 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 sharp. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. And, and it's not to say that God is a jealous God that yeah. would cheat you out of or out a of God that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that would not give you fulfillment. Yeah. If anything, he's giving you a heightened kind of fulfillment. Yes, that's, that's exactly a what he's trying to say. Like, I know you think this will make you You happy. like I, it. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Okay, you, continue. You, you know, <laughs> and, and that moment that became crystal clear for me, yeah. when I was busy with that tug of war, yeah. I went to Grace Bible Church and I was invited by a very good friend of mine, Tussaud. Mm. And Tusa's like, hey, listen, bro, like, we really want you to come through. We have an arts group every Saturday from 9 a.m. until 2. We come together, we worship, and then we create. Yeah. Could you come through and just facilitate a workshop? Now I don't know what that workshop became because <laughs> yeah. at the end of it all, there's tears, there's people on the floor, there's, there's all That's kinds all. of there's, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, but it also was the revelation moment for me. Ah. And the funny thing is, it was before my, it was, I think it may have been a week before my baptism. Sure. It was a week. It was yeah. the exact week Because one my thing baptism. about God, he leaves, he leaves clues and he, does. he leaves his footprints and everything. Yeah. And the thing is, the, the, the dots are the all dots there. The dots will always connect, yeah. The they dots will connect, all, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We just have to see it. And seeing it is obedience. Seeing it is obedience. Being obedient is when now, you know, where, where there's something in the sand, and you kind of just have to clear it yeah. and then you kind of see that treasure. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the treasure in the sand that I'm okay, Lord. Hmm. I'm okay, Lord. You know best. He showed you know me that best. he knows best. Yeah. He showed me through and through that he knows best. Yeah. And over the past six months, more than anything, sure. where it felt like stagnation, where it felt like rejection, where it felt like um, 
just a very deep misunderstanding. Mm. And I'm at a place now where I'm content. Yeah. I'm not saying contentment without ambition. Because contentment yeah. without that, without ambition, is just complacency. Absolutely. And I'm not complacent. I'm active in where he's calling yeah. me to. Yeah. I'm grateful that the challenges don't look like new roles. Yeah. In fact, the new role is the producer. That's the role. Yeah. Is the director. That's yeah. the new role. Yeah. And the obedience to do that, it takes so much courage. It does. That, that can only come from the Holy Spirit. It's, it, it is a war because it's a war between, it's, your, it's between the flesh and the spirit. It's yeah. your flesh saying, no, but this looks better. This sounds better. This will, yeah. will feel better. But the spirit's like, I know what's better in the, in the long run. I know what serves other people. I know what brings glory to God. Service. It, service. Service. And it's like, and I came to a place in prayer where I had to be very mindful about what I'm leaving with the people that I encounter. Sure. Like, what, what, what am I depositing? Mm. And, what, and, and in my story, sure. in my daily pursuit, in the pursuit of my passion, yeah. in all of these things, what am I, what am I actually depositing? Because as an actress, I feel like my, my reach is limited. Yeah. Because I'm going to spend hours on set and, you know, produce yeah. this great work and the work's going to come out and people yeah. are going to love it. And then and we then do, it do it again. Do it again. again. Yeah, and we do cycle, it again. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, she's so great. And, yeah. But I'm ready to get my hands dirty. Sure. Like, I want to go there. Sure. I want to go to the nations. Sure. I'm, I, I want to do the work. I want to do the things that people aren't willing to do. Go sure. to the place that people aren't willing to. Because that's what... That's a hard that's prayer. That's what God has called. That's a hard prayer. And it's a very audacious prayer. Because when God says, I'm sending you on a mission to this country yeah. for three years, then Would I have to be okay yes. with that. Yeah. And him uh, letting that idol fall, yeah. that idol of yeah. me placing my career above him, that idol had to come down steady. Yeah. And he didn't bring it down hard. It could have been. But he, he gracefully Gracefully said, us. listen, yeah. I'm going to reveal to you the ways in which you have worshipped the idea of yourself. Sure. Because I also started to worship the brand, Candice yeah. Mudisende, because yeah. I can't be seen doing certain things because yeah, the brand. what is it going to say about Candice Mudisele? How people, sure. about Candice And then I was like, Mm-mm. Lord, I'm yours first before I'm the industries. Ooh. I'm yours first before I am this producers. No one can claim me, not yeah. a producer, not a commission. No one can claim me because I belong first. to you and you alone. And how you wish to bring and express your glory through me, it's up to you. so be it. We're going to get to our wall of wisdom, but I think what I've taken, no, actually, I'll say it at the end, but wall of wisdom, <laughs> um, name three books or podcasts or a mix that have changed your life that you think everybody should get their hands on. Ooh, okay, three three podcasts that I really love listening to. I yes. think number one would be One LA yeah. by Pastor Sarah Jake Roberts and Pastor Tria Roberts. Yeah. Sometimes Stephanie Ike is also there, but there's yes, also yes, like yes, guests, yes, yes. pastors, preachers. They post their sermons, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Love it. Drive to that. Fave. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one would be Create the Love by Mark Groves, and okay. it really explores... Uh, the complexities of love. So it's definitely one of those... Like romantic psycho- love? No, no. A romantic love. Okay. And also platonic love. Okay. How we relate to one another. Okay. Basically like psychology. Okay. Really I love is that. psychology but, stuff, yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that's, that's one of the best episodes I watched was about attachment theory. Okay. And how, because of the homes that we grew up in and our relationships with our primary caregivers, how that creates... Oh, so relationships, yes, attachments. Yes, yes, yes. Are you going to be anxious attached? Yeah. Are you going to be, uh, yeah? There's, there's, there's many. There's okay. many. There's many. So, 
um, definitely Mark Groves, and then the Terry Cole show, which is also like a lot of the same things. I think, because it really was like a therapy session mm-hmm. for me, and I was like really deeply obsessed during COVID, um, but it's also cultivated the woman that I am today okay. in, in how I approach love and relationship. Okay, yeah. so it's um, one LA, Pastor and Sarah, and Sarah, yeah. um, Sarah. <laughs> Create the love. Create the love. Create by the love. Groves. And, then, and the Terry Cole show. And the Terry Cole show. Yes. Okay, cool. So that's the first one. A wise woman once said. I don't know why I automatically thought I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. 10, Maya Angelou. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that first came to mind. Yes, it, it is what it is. I'm standing in the gap. Yeah, it yeah. is what it is. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I know you want to, you're Tumelo. Yes, Tumelo, Candice, to me, But Tumelo means a lot to you, right? Yes, it does. Faith. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you're you. amazing. And all the best in whatever God puts in your hands. <laughs>